Welcome to Conzy's Diary. Hey, yo, folks, it's your host, the Conzy with the most. I'm here to go ahead and talk to you again at the diary. Um, as you know, I've kind of brought back this the old diary shows so I could talk to you about my Quake City Rampage experience. And so in this episode, we're going to talk about round two. Um, both my opponent, you know, give you a breakdown of both the scenario, my opponent, and some of the highlights that happened in the round two game. So round two at Quake City is also unique um, because this is the point at which the Quake City uh, organizers, Mike Engel and, and the crew, provide everyone a couple of barrels of free beer. And so you do have to, like, they have a, a, a fairly, uh, they, they call it the beer wench, but it's the young lady that comes around and serves everybody, and they do tell us that we should tip her appropriately, um, and she does a, a lot, she did a, a great job of running around and getting everybody um, some great tasty beverages. So Scenario 2 is kind of based off that, and it's called The Beer Wench Arrives. And so what what the idea of this one is is that they have an objective that you basically get a um, you have to sign to one of your core units that um, now has the beer keg. It has to be a non-flying core unit with either standard or a champion must be given the keg, and then the unit cannot use the characters uh, cannot use a character's leadership and is immune to psych. So no character. They also restrict it so that no character can join that core unit with a keg. So all of a sudden now you're like kind of like, oh crud! I took this core unit and now it's kind of handicapped. Like for me, the ideal unit for to carry the keg would have been that unit of 35 dwarf warriors. But that's also where my battle standard Baron Runesmith want to camp out. So I couldn't put it there. Instead, I had to end up putting in my 20 man unit of crossbowmen, my quarreler. So. Uh, and as it'll turn out, that actually worked out for me. Uh, the unit can't voluntarily lose the, drop the keg, but if you, uh, if you lose a combat that causes the keg and, and break, you would drop the keg where, where you broke from, uh, flee, and such and such. Anyways... Deployment was as per dawn attack, um, so uh, I ended up having to set up first. Um, I rolled all my units. It was quarrelers to my left flank, and uh, the big block of warriors and hammers were kind of up the center. Uh, gyrocopters were in the center. Cannon, the organ gun, were in the center. I don't think I had anything really on my right flank. Um, so it was a pretty ideal battle line for me. I didn't really have anything that was too far spread out in this particular scenario. So now my opponent's list. My opponent had a Dark Elf army. And so it was kind of a unique Dark Elf build. It wasn't necessarily the same old Dark Elf build you're used to seeing everybody take. Um, I certainly was not used to it. a lot of things that I, I think most folks would think of as concession type units that they wouldn't take in a normal list. Um, 
I definitely felt uh, a bit that way, but I also thought like, oh, hey, these are some cool units, and I, I've heard about them being used in armies and being taken, so let's see what they can do, and, and it was a great experience. So he started off, he had a, a Beastmaster, the, the character, the Beastmaster character, and he mounted him in a Scourge Runner chariot. So I've never seen anybody actually take the Beastmaster character, and I've never seen anybody take an actual Scourge Runner chariot. So those were two new things for me. Now, on his, Beast, his, his Beastmaster had a Charm Shield and a Dragonbane gem, and so he basically had a two-up two-up armor and a two-up ward against uh, flaming and then uh, and then a charm shield. He then also took a uh, supreme sorceress and put her on a dark pegasus, gave her a dispel scroll and took the lore of metal. Which was pretty fine with me because I didn't really have anything that was that great of armor save. Um, for his core he had a unit of 20 dread spears um, and then five dark riders with uh Repeating crossbows and shields. And then he had a unit of 20 dark shards with the banner of eternal flame and looks like banner musician full command. Flip the page over here. He had a unit of 10 witch elves. And that unit had a musician standard bearer and hag. Not sure why he took the hag there either. Um, uh, 20. Executioners with full command. You took a blood rack shrine. I'd never seen one of these things before. It looked really cool though on the table. Four Reaper Bolt Roars. Ouch. And he took two Charybdis. And finally, no Dark Elf list seems to be complete these days without at least a few Warlocks, but it was just a small five pack of Warlocks. Nothing too major. So kind of the highlights here in this game is that um, one the the Beastmaster um, I was kind of scooted on the far left flank away from the rest of his army and I was able to land at first I landed some crossbow shots on him and that pulled the charm shield off of him and then I fired the cannon at him and I got lucky and, and got the Beastmaster and then uh, but I didn't get the chariot I failed to wound the chariot and uh, he then went and tried to run the chariot away from me so that I couldn't score those victory points. And I managed to, um, he couldn't hide it quite fast enough since it couldn't march. And I was able to fire a second cannonball in the following turn and, and knock the chariot out too. So that was kind of nice. Um, another really big one is the slayers were kind of invaluable for me in this game. And, and a couple of dice rolls. Uh, they go in my favor here, and I probably win this game pretty significantly. And that's, uh, he put, uh, I got a charge with the uh, Slayers into his Dark Shards unit, um, who had, I shot and he had lost a few models, but not too many, like four or five. And the Slayers hadn't really lost too many models, so I was going to go into the, the unit with the Dark Shards and probably win combat by a couple and hopefully break them. And he had moved his level 4 to be like an inch behind his Dark Shards, so if, if they break, I get the overrun move, I'm into the... I'm, I'm then into his level 4, and that's going to just be good times for the 
for the Slayers because I should be able to beat her down. She doesn't have any real protection, just the toughness for the, the Pegasus and three wounds. But I did break the Dark Shards on the first round of combat. I just smashed them. The Slayers were just amazing. They break. She takes a leadership test for friends breaking within six, panics, and runs too far away, and I neither catch the Dark Shards, which are at this point four models left, nor do I catch her. And then he's able to kind of use his Charybdis to kind of, and his Blood Rack Shrine to just basically angle deflect me from being able to get a charge on her. She then rallies and and the Dark Shards might not have rallied that turn, but then they turn around and roll Snake Eyes right when they're like an inch off the inch from being off the board and rally and prevent me from getting the points for them too, which was really you know, it's cool and all, but oh, so close. I should have had a, had those points. And this game was that close. This game ended up being a draw. So, it, you know, just a couple of those rolls go my favor where he doesn't panic with his level 4 or he f- doesn't roll snake eyes with the dark shards, and I win this game. Um... At the end of the game, this kind of once this kind of happened, my my slayers were so far out and ahead of my rest of my army that, and I couldn't since I'm playing dwarves. The other two blocks that kind of held back, held back, held back. I didn't push them forward quite so fast to support. Maybe I should have, but I felt really good about the positioning with the slayers. I felt really good the slayers would break that unit. They would be able to get the overrun into the level four. I hopefully get her. You know, I, I was I had all this kind of calculated out in my head that this was going to happen, and then it all fell apart and didn't happen. Um, at the end of the game, it ended up being you know he just kind of pushed all of his Charybdis and his and his executioners and his uh, warriors, uh, the dark uh, dread spears up, and and kind of just made a, a straight battle line and looked at me. Uh, and I committed my warriors to a charge there at the end on uh, one of the Charybdis and broke it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think I broke it anyways on the charge. I did get one of the Charybdis, and then uh, the ham- the hammers ended up uh, breaking his executioners, which dropped his keg, but I was not able, since it was the last turn of the game, was not able to have the opportunity to pick it up. So I didn't quite get um, max points, but I did end up getting three bonus points and a draw out of it. So it was a overall. I did, yeah. The I did overall. I did uh, pretty well in the game. I felt uh, like uh, a little bit better let dice luck on on my fa- uh, favor, not from me rolling, but for things that my opponent rolled would have would have scored me the win here. Instead, I got a solid draw, which you know that at this point a win and a in a draw with. You know, a max win and a draw with nearly max uh, objective points. I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I'm feeling really good about where I'm where I'm at in the tournament, and I feel like uh, maybe this is a uh, you know I'm I'm heading in the right direction. So round two was was over. I'm going to say, uh, ML. Uh, I don't I don't want to try to butcher that last name. Was a great opponent. Great fun to play against. His army was very cool looking, all painted, all these different units. You know, a couple of sub, a couple of units that I would never have expected to see in a dark elf army, and it was just a ton of fun and a completely different experience uh, to play against. So I really appreciated it. Good game.
and uh, those are kind of the major highlights for the game in, in this one. So we'll go ahead and wrap up this for this edition of the Conzi Diary, and when uh, we get back, we'll talk about my round three uh, game, which was also a, a crazy ton of fun with some just insane dice. So uh, when we get to that, we'll catch you then. Thanks, uh, thanks a lot for listening, folks. Peace out.